Welcome, my denizens of the dark, to the spooktober edition of Banter and Such. <laughs> hey, welcome to the Banter and Such podcast. I'm Brando. And I'm Owen. And this week we are talking about classic horror movies. <laughs> And we have uh, two special amazing guests, the amazing Keith Patterson and Robbie Sears. They're pretty cool guys. Yeah. You're going to love them. You want to get in some BS? Let's do it. So this is not only our first ever Spooktober episode oh, yeah. Yeah. of Banter and Such, but also this is the first time, Brando, you have brought guests on. My buddies. Yeah. My buddies. So, Keith and Robbie. Yeah, Keith yeah, and Robbie. Yeah, tell us tell us who you are, bro. Why 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 did I ask you to be on this episode? You know why. Oh yeah. I mean, ever since uh, I've known you, like I've definitely been a person that's interested in old things. And when I have something I'm interested in, like I can just talk and talk and talk <laughs> about it. Like, I could give an hour-long college course on The Exorcist and why I think it's an amazing movie. Oh, yeah. So, I mean... And just for the listener's sake, who's talking right now? This is Robbie, by the way. (laughs) Oh, yeah? Yeah, Robbie knows more about movies than, like, anyone I know. Wow, all right. Dang. Yeah. What about you, my dude, Keith? Oh, yeah. Um, This is Keith, by the way. And... um, I'm here because Brandon asked me, and I am very (laughs) conflict-averse, so I accepted politely, and now we're here, and uh, I enjoy talking out of my ass. Dang. And, and I convinced we'll him it would be time a good together. time. Yeah, yeah. As it, it was an excuse to watch Psycho again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, that was the one. That was the one for me that I watched in preparation for. So when we were doing, when we had the idea, you know, to do like an October, we like October was coming. Yeah, we were like, let's do a whole like horror movie, you know, thing for the whole month. And because we're like, dude, that's like our favorite time of year. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. I love you know spooky season. I love that. And then when we were sitting down to look at the movies, man, I saw like that Psycho was the one. Yo, that yeah. was when I was like, I've never seen that. You've I've never seen Psycho? I'd never seen. I, now I've seen it now. Oh my god! I watched so, it in prep for here's, this. Here's something crazy. I've never seen The Shining until. Okay. The, but that's not uncommon though, but right? Here's like, the me thing. and Robbie were talking about that because like we've run into so many people who've not seen it. I yeah. thought. Up until I was watching it this past week that I had seen The Shining because it's been so pivotal oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. so quoted and you see scenes all the time on like YouTube stuff. So I've, I have seen, I want to say like 60 to 70% of the movie. Just from like, yeah, yeah. like just, in the culture. Just in the yeah. culture, in the zeitgeist, yeah. you know? And so it was like, I was sitting down and I was like, I remember watching this as a kid. And then I like was watching the movie. I'm like, don't remember this part. Don't remember that part. (laughs) You haven't seen it. And I was like, I don't think I've actually seen it. Yeah. Yeah. But like with uh, Psycho, I showed that to Keith for the first time years ago. And uh, if I'm remembering correctly, you didn't know anything about like Norman Bates and that at all. Like you went in completely fresh. Yeah. I mean, like I was familiar with. So sorry. I was familiar with like what amounted to like the memes of the movie. Yeah. Like. Stabbing scene music, yeah. but yeah. nothing about the story or the characters themselves. Yeah, so when, that was all new. When I was watching it with Sarah, and uh, you know, what's her name gets killed. Uh, what is it like halfway through? Not even not halfway even through. not like no, twenty, 20 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 
And um, Sarah's like, oh, oh, I thought that was the climax of the movie. She's like, because, uh, and she she didn't watch the second half of it with me. I ended up watching it, the rest of it by myself. And she was like, what happened in the rest of the movie? I thought that was the movie. I was like, no, it gets really cool right. after that. Yeah. In fact, I thought the second half was way more interesting than the first half. Yeah, It's it, like two movies. Yes. It's, it's yeah. amazing. It's, it's cool. Like uh, each character basically has their own little movie within the context. Yes. So it. do you guys want to talk about Psycho right now? Let's yeah, talk about Psycho. Let's talk about Psycho. <laughs> it's like, man, I'm like, here we go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the listeners at home, before we continue, we're going to be w- talking about. Well, t- so today we're talking about horror classics. Classics, yes. And as defi- defined by us as. Uh, what were you, you know, you it, tell me. I would yeah. say, yeah, I would say it's the movies of our youth. You know, it's when people say horror classics, most of the time they go to <laughs> How old like, the, like the monster classics, right? Well, Psycho came out in 1960, yeah, my but dude. But it's like, you know, oh, I'm saying like, okay, what I mean by that is like the, well, the movies I got to watch as a kid. So right? here, here's how it came about was Owen, I said, we should do horror classics. And Owen was like, we should do that. Like Nosferatu and blah, blah. And I was like, hey, man. Nobody gives a shit. About that. <laughs> I see. I do. Uh, I was like, I was like, when we talk about when we it, talk in, Tell com- the real story. <laughs> in, in mean, conversation, when we say classic movies, we're talking yeah. about the ones from like right Our before we were born. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And so we were thinking as I was listening, I was like, Psycho, The Exorcist, The Thing, Rosemary's Baby, you know, The Shining. Those to me, and, and, th- and that's not an official definition, but in my mind, it's like those are like the classics. I mean, they're know? they're super pivotal. They're all of those things, actually. Yeah, they they are 100% every single word I just said right now. (laughs) And that's why we're talking about these words. Whichever. So, anyways, psycho, let's get into it. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, Alfred Hitchcock. And I, so I saw it for the first time like this past week. Yep. And um, from my point of view, I'm from our modern context, you know, after I've seen all these James Wan movies and all this, I watch Malignant. You know, oh, yeah. a couple of weeks ago, you know, where it was like the Matrix, but, <laughs> you know, like it was weird. You know what I mean? It's got that fight scene in it. I haven't seen it yet. It is it is fantastically outrageous. Yeah. That... I, I heard it's not actually scary. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. It's, it's absurd. It's absurd. It, it's an awful, wonderful movie. Hmm. Okay. But my point is, is like, it's it's James Wan, like, you know, bah, 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 you know. Wait, whereas, what, what is he like? You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, the I, movies. You know, not I, he as a person. No, no what do you, I, do But the movies. What if, what if, if you were to take he, every James Wan movie... And, and make a mm. three second sound bite, it would be direct. <laughs> James Wan is one of those directors that I feel like he's really kind of ushering in the classic type horror movie. Yeah. Sorry, I just hit my mic. Um, but uh, like, and I don't think he's made like his masterpiece yet. He's got a lot of movies that are really oh, good. Oh, I would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, mm. But I think he is working towards something that would. Will be awesome. Well, we're going to be talk, talking about supernatural episode uh, yeah. movies in a few episodes. Yeah, here, well, we, we got a lot of James Bond yeah. movies, but but basically, Psycho, from that context, it seemed kind of quaint, right? I'm watching it and I'm like, it was kind of quaint. Um, it was it was kind of cute. Like I'm like, this is adorable. <laughs> that this is this is funny. But How dare so, you, bro? I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but there's that mixed with. Like so, like cultural sensibilities today are way different than 1960 for Psycho. Right. But then there's the the genius of Hitchcock that is like like universal. Like because I'm like all the scary stuff and like the the violence. Like it was it was very not violent. But that's the thing, and that's what's so much ingrained in all of us. Specifically, that shower scene. Yeah. Is you don't see any. You don't see anything. But we all like it's a grotesque scene. Is what I always say. It feels very like cold and just yeah like 
It, it, you feel it. Yeah. Like, yeah. But at no point do you ever see the knife actually go into yeah. the skin. And very little blood, you know. But, man, can Hitchcock build suspense. Yes. Holy man. Yes. Whoa. Absolutely. Dude, he's, he spends 20 minutes doing it about, like, a woman having a weird break and making a decision before you ever see Norman Bates. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's yeah. Like constant tension before you think the whole it's even about a her? horror movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it just – it's so – subtle and it's so slow paced and it's so understated and it just built and now the cops pulling her over yes mm-hmm. and what are you doing yeah. and then she drives away now she wants to buy a car that, but i don't know if i trust that, that and i'm like it just makes me tense the scene at the dealership is so freaking nerve wracking oh, yeah. it's just like the, the only yeah. time i've ever seen a movie that isn't a hitchcock movie that kind of reminds me of that is no country for old men Mm-hmm. Like the, that slow tension and build. Yeah, yeah. I think we've talked about it before on the podcast, but it's like that scene when he's in that gas station and he's just like flip the coin. Oh, and he yeah. Goes, call it. He's like, what do we yeah. just call it? And like that was a very Hitchcocky scene to me because it was. Oh, I can see that. There's, yeah. there's no semblance. The guy doesn't know what's going on. There's no reason that that scene should be as tense as it is. But it's one of the most tense scenes. It is just yeah. like with the the car buying scene. It's like what? It, well, huh? nothing, nothing was happening in that scene. Like there wasn't anything. Like scary or violent or like in today's movies, there'd be some kind of someone has a knife behind their back or someone's got right. like a red eyes or something. Yeah. You know? Or yeah. there would be a ghost behind her that yeah. you can barely see. <laughs> yeah. But the, like it was just her trying to buy a car. Yeah. yeah. It was literally just that. Well, and like, go ahead. Yeah. I should say a lot of the tension is like, it's so brilliant. A lot of the tension is her incompetence. Because she's oh, like right. fumbling every opportunity. Like she, she's she like she's, being suspicious. Yeah, she is in not every a criminal. Possible. She's not good at what she's doing. Oh, she yeah. like makes every mistake you could make, like <laughs> along the way of like trying to get when away with. When she randomly sees her boss, yeah. at the intersection. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. When the cop first pulled her over, like she she did everything short of. I stole forty thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, goodbye. And then hits another cop car. And, but and like 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 moving on. And I will agree with you, Brandon. On some ways, like comparatively to so much of Hitchcock's other work, it yeah. is quaint. And like, I don't mean that in a negative it, yeah, sense. No, it's just from very, like our cultural palette is very different nowadays. It, it is yeah. a very straightforward story done mm-hmm. in like a very artistic way. Yeah. Like there's no weird mystery or psycho. I mean, there is a psychological element. Oh, well, not, that's the best part of it. Yeah. it. It's not like Vertigo, where like the whole thing is just like just a complete mind fuck. Oh, I love <laughs> like, Vertigo. Yeah, that might be my favorite Hitchcock. It, it is. It's Ooh, an amazing. I've never movie. seen Vertigo, oh, so I have a lot of Hitchcock movies on my list to yeah. watch. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say this right now: Hitchcock is easily in top three directors of all time. Oh yeah. You the guy's brilliant. And what what do you guys think about the acting in that? I mean, 1960. There's there's like so a different in Psycho. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah. There's there's a different sensibility in all old movies. Yes, obviously. Yes. And like we'll come to this point later, but like the end with the psych- psychiatrist, that's a whole. Different oh, that story. was wonderfully yeah. terrible. Yeah, and that's like notoriously <laughs> like awful. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And it's sandwiched in between two like great scenes, which is like Norman coming down the stairs and like the skeleton. Yeah, and then like uh, at the end when yes. he's having that inner monologue. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. you just mom. got this weird like. Dense exposition dump. It's just, yeah, it, just telling it, us but, the movie. Yeah, like, dude, we watched it. We know what's happening. And for a movie where everything feels so like intentional and decided, mm-hmm. uh, yes. the movie is so everything feels like such a choice for that 
scene to just completely disrupt the tempo oh, yeah. of this yeah. movie. Like and, oh, no. at the end, it, like what Robbie was saying, in between two of the greatest yeah. scenes of like horror, you, you cinema. can tell they were like, "Hey, we we need to make sure we the right, audience knows right, what's right, going right. on." You know, and, like you can tell that was they were that was a what, yeah. strategic kind of move. We we there. didn't have they didn't. I'm, I'm guessing they didn't have the like the serial killer or like psychopath archetype. Right, right. And you like, don't you don't have shows like Criminal Minds yeah. Yeah, talking about like the mind of a psycho. Well, like do you yeah. know after Psycho Hitchcock, what he would do to stop producers and like um, the studios from fucking with his movies, he would stand next to the camera, right? Mm-hmm. And right next to the lens. And he would put his hand up in front of the lens <laughs> for the start of the scene. And when he removed it, like that's, and then he was like, the scene's done. Like he put his hand back up. So it's like the producers and the editors in the studio couldn't take a scene farther or before, like, like oh. he was like in full control. He just put his hand up because they can't show that to in the keep movie. him from doing too much. much yeah, yeah, because it, it, which is what a lot of the that's what I mean yeah. by that. Like a lot of the horror is like it goes, it shows you the monster mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it shows you the violence and it's done. You know, where like like Psycho, it was so subtle. Yeah. Like that's what I mean. Like it's yeah. quaint. It's like made from like a, a almost it was it's a movie for a culture. That because I'm thinking, and I told Sarah, like in the shower scene where like they're stabbing her, right? He's stabbing mm-hmm. her, and I was like, dude, there were like people passing out in the yeah. movie theater yeah. when they saw that, and we're watching it, and we're like, this is nothing, man. Yeah. Like I've seen well, way more violent stuff on TV. <laughs> and like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, and I mean that's one thing I often say to like I even said it this time when we were watching Psycho. There are so many movies where like I would have loved to like be in the theater on opening night. And oh, just watch to experience God. that yeah. cultural yes. moment. Yeah, because like yeah. when, oh. when that happened in Psycho, like so there's so much about that that just makes this a fascinating piece of work. But like people lost their fucking minds, <laughs> like yeah. when the Seriously. shower scene happened. Yeah. yeah, and the fact like we were saying it before, but it was like the fact that it it takes place like 20 minutes into the movie. Yeah. It's like, wait, and I you thought, think she's huh? the protagonist. Yeah, you're yes. like, no, this is a story about her and surviving yeah. this yeah. terrible thing yeah. that happens. Oh no. Nope. Not at all. No. Yeah. And so, so then you're like, oh, I don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah. I don't know who's gonna die. Yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, well, now what c- could this movie be? Yeah. yeah. And, and so everything is scary. Everything is tension feel. Uh, that, that was that that tension filled, you know, he he was such a master at that. But it was funny because uh, you know, back to the acting when I when you know, I was looking at that and I'm watching it. One of my issues with older movies, because Robbie and I have, have talked about this, I have this horrific, horrible, <laughs> admittedly s- stupid opinion about movies that I don't like older movies. Because I'm going to clip that together and just for for rest on, like <laughs> I'm just going to put no. that. It's like I have a stupid, horrible opinion. I do about I do. movies. I own it. it. I own so, it. It's, I understand. Not, not that, only does he not like old movies, he has put forth the opinion. <laughs> That <laughs> directors before like 1983 did not know what they were doing. No, that's an exaggeration. Yeah, straight of my, up, you no. think movies were worse because we hadn't figured out how to like <laughs> optimize the art form. I, I it's do. Like new new colors were invented for painting. I do. I do. I think there's just ways of shooting and storytelling and framing. But the acting is one of those examples where like in a lot of these older movies, the acting is so robotic and it's so. And if you watch Psycho, that's that typical. Old black and white movies like, what are you doing today? Oh, I'm going to go buy a turkey at the supermarket. Oh, the supermarket, eh? Yeah, the turkey. But hold on, hold on. Let me finish. Let me finish. But, big giant butt, B-U-T-T, baby. 
is Norman Bates okay. is so naturalistic yes. and so organic. And like everyone else has got that typical like kind of we're very polished yeah. in our presentation. Whereas Norman was like comfortable and relaxed and he was acting like a real human being. And he's actually kind of charming. Yes. You know, and, well. he, and he takes you in. But then there's some things where I'm like, oh, that's off-putting. Oh, that's yeah. a little off-putting yeah. too. Perf- and we were discussing this today. Like Anthony Perkins is just so amazing in that role. Yes. And yeah. like, Gosh, one, he's so good, man. And like one thing pointing to the brilliance of Hitchcock is the movie is based off of a novel by Robert Block. And in the novel, Norman Bates was like bald, overweight, and like overtly creepy. Yeah. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like Anthony Perkins, by making him like this cute boy next door. He was like, a good looking guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like suave. Yeah. You can kind of like pass off a lot of the creepy things he's saying naturally just because he's like, you look at him, you wouldn't think like he's a nut job. But anyway, me and Keith were talking about it today, like the scene between him and uh, Marion in the parlor. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's saying weird, creepy things constantly. And and there's like the 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 taxidermied animals all around. They're birds of prey. Yeah. This might be my favorite scene in the yeah. movie just because the sorry, you can yeah. get back to your No, I, but it go. was good. It was well, so good. Well, the thing that is so like arresting about it to me was that um sorry, I'll get closer to the mic. No, no, um, you're fine. Was uh you make out with that thing. Yeah. What's up, baby? <laughs> make, can you make eye uh, contact too? Oh yeah, if if you would all look at me, please. It's a- um, <laughs> So that scene, <laughs> um, what makes it so dope to me is uh, it's it's scripted so perfectly. Oh yeah, because like he's just speaking this like utter insanity. Like it's very clear that there is something odd about him in the way that he's speaking and in the points that he's making and in like the little areas where he's even like upsetting himself with some of these uncomfortable ideas. Yeah. Yeah. But because Miriam is in such a, like a frail state and in such like, like a manic position um, in comparison to like the rest of her life and behavior, he's making points that are, he's like sprinkled into this like weirdo insanity talk that anyone else would just write off as like, this guy's weird and I need to get away from him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is like relatable things that someone in her position is able to latch onto. It only works because she is in that position. Like, if you just checked into this hotel and this guy was like, let me bring you some sandwiches that consist of butter and cheese from what i can tell in the movie oh would you would, but, yeah would you like a sandwich and a glass of milk yeah for but, dinner <laughs> you're offering me a glass of milk for dinner yeah. you fucking psycho yeah, i'm out of here this man's gonna murder me in the shower <laughs> <laughs> who's give somebody milk but but like just like if he brought you like sandwiches for you to have to dinner it's like oh, okay that's nice it's a little too personal and he keeps and, bringing her deeper into the yeah, room well, how about, yeah. but, let's not and, eat here let's go in here and you're yeah. sitting there just like a normal tourist being like so how's business out here i was like they always say someplace <laughs> they cluck their tongues so thickly you'd be like Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I guess it is getting pretty late. Uh, I'm gonna head out. Mm. Yeah. Do you have a master key? Because <laughs> yeah. I did notice that big hole in your wall. 
the, the wall that connects my room to your yeah. room. Yeah, that let's talk a... about that for the next 25 minutes while I get my things. <laughs> Honestly, that was a surprise to me was kind of how sexy the movie was. Because yes. mm-hmm. it starts off with her and her boyfriend like in bed. Yeah. And she had her shirt off. Now, she's wearing a bra, you know, but yeah. they, they were it's like this post-coital kind of scene. It's I was like, whoa, yeah. this is sexy. You it's know? very and, salacious yeah. for the time. It right? was. And yeah. I, that's what I was thinking. I was like, dude, at the time, this must have been scandalous. And then even oh, later yeah. on, like you said, the, when he's peeking into her room and she's taking her clothes off to go take a shower, we're like, oh my gosh, we're watching this woman take a shower. Mm-hmm. I bet people were losing their minds. Well, it's like, Don't, I love yeah. Lucy. They were sleeping in separate twin beds. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But we need to move on. I, dude, like honestly, Psycho and Alfred Hitchcock, we can talk about for so long, but we have so many other good movies on this list. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sorry to cut it off. But... No, no, no. How about, uh, let's do it. How about the best one? I'm going to derail them Ooh, back wait, to Psycho the, anyway. Yeah. The best one? The best one. You want to go... I know, I know what Keith and Robbie will say the best one of our list today is. Okay. But I'm interested in what you, and I actually would agree with him on this. Are so. you saying best or my like, favorite? Uh, well, I mean, that's the same thing. I, no, I, will, I will go ahead and add that I know. I, and don't act like you're off the hook with that earlier, like, movies before yeah. the 80s take just because you followed it with <laughs> yeah. an agreeable point. No, Keith, we're going to have you back on, and you too, Robbie, and I just want to talk about that point alone. You know, yeah. we, we're going to have, we, we're going to do, our network is starting a debating uh, podcast. And we should debate that. I would no, debate. no. I want to just, I just want to scream at you for an hour. <laughs> just on our that. Yeah. on banter Thank and such. You. Why Brandon is wrong? All right, yeah, we brought eleven we things. <laughs> All right, but I, I do want to say that, like me and Keith, will not probably put the f- same movie as number one. Ooh, I think okay. I know Whoa. what his is, and I think Whoa. I know what mo- mine is. Okay, Whoa, so, okay, so here's my thing. Okay, I'm, sorry, I'm gonna I shouldn't quant- quantify it yeah. here a little bit. The scariest movie easily is The Exorcist. All right, all um, right. but I think the best movie is The Thing. Ooh, okay. ooh. Okay, mm. out of let me ask, let me ask Keith and Robbie this. Okay, we're talking today: Psycho, The Exorcist, The Thing, Rosemary's Baby, and Shining. The Shining. That's that's all of them, right? Mm-hmm. That's all, that's all five. Out of those five, which would you two say is the best one? The Exorcist. Ooh, Robbie says Exorcist. What do you think? This one's really tough. Uh, <laughs> probably Psycho. Sorry wow. for the dead really? air. Probably no. Psycho. No. I don't that's, know. Like, see, that's not even what I was going to suggest. Well, extra, you're probably going to say Rosemary's Baby. Yeah. Rosemary's Baby and Exorcist are probably tied for second, and then just like that's fair. Millimeters ahead would be Psycho. I am shocked. I so for me, no one answer. cares what you say when you say things like, <laughs> yeah, bro, shut. Old up. movies aren't good. <laughs> For for me, it's uh, Star Wars Episode it's, Nine. It's that uh, is a horror show. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. No, I would my say. My God, that pod racing scene. <laughs> I clearly, for, in my mind, the winner is the the Exorcist. I mean, they're all these are great movies. Okay. But man, I love the Exorcist. I think it's just man, that is a killer movie right so there. So before I, we I get into the Exorcist, to talk about that, that needs to be last in most of our show because I oh. will just go and go on that. <laughs> Okay, then never mind. I'm going to wait to tell my story about The Exorcist. Well, I have a story too. We need to go into Rosemary's Baby then because honestly, Mm. I forgot how terrifying that movie was. Yes. It had been easily six or seven years since I've watched it and holy crap, like – Mm-hmm. It's one of those movies where I don't know why, but I forget so much about it every single time I watch it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, 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 oh. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, such a great one. Yeah. So I, I watched, so it was Keith and Robbie mm-hmm. that introduced me to okay. Rosemary's yeah. Baby. <laughs> we and then argued several of his bizarre points. Oh, yeah. Well, that, yeah. Well, well, that's well, when wait, I had wait, my so, controversial. So, Brando, does, does Rosemary's Baby, is that post good movies or? 
or pretty good movies in your opinion? Well, no, I think I think <laughs> according I, to your logic, uh, my, I want you to. Is it before I, or after when, the original when opinion got I gave good. them was 1980? Uh, I gave them like a general. Okay, so the movie sucks. A general, according to you, this movie sucks. <laughs> not at all. What That's I exactly said. what no, you're it's saying. Not, no, it's not. <laughs> no, there there are obviously some some great movies before 1980, but uh, you know it gets closer to my cultural sensibility and stuff after that. But yeah. Rosemary's Baby was. One of those, you know, where for me it didn't do much for me, mm. you know, and oh, I and really? I, well, I watched the movie and I'm like, I I'm enjoying it and I see like the quality in it, you know what I mean? But and the, but at the end of it, you know, I was like, yeah, you know, me personally, I was like, yeah, it was good, you know, it, it wasn't oh, my favorite, man. but but well, it's, a, it's a great film. I, yeah. I don't think, to be fair to Brandon, I don't think you can fault anyone for like, especially a horror movie. They're so subjective. I don't think you can fault it by saying like. It left me a little cold, especially if you say, like, I get why this is a classic or I get mm-hmm. why this is great. Well, yeah. I mean, the but, fact that, you know, it goes back to those those sensibilities, right? Like, if this were made today, it would be at n- night. All the scenes would be shot at night and yeah. it'd be raining and there'd be all kinds of spooky music. Whereas that's not this movie. This no. movie, it's in – well, it's in New York, right? It's in New York, yeah. In I, the middle of the day I, and there's people everywhere. I do also have some bones to pick with you about scores, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> This is let's get it all out. Yeah, let's yeah. work. We're gonna do an intervention episode on Brando. <laughs> <laughs> it's just look, you're wrong, and we need to tell you why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bring it, baby. Bring it. Oh, that could be pretty cathartic. That might save our relationship, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so talk about that though. It's it is. It's almost every single scene is filmed during the day. Yeah. The only scene that I can think of that is nighttime is her vision on the boat. Yeah. The, right? Oh, the dream sequence. The dream sequence. Well, yeah. And also yeah. Dream the, sequence. The, yeah. The, the suicide. Like yeah. when they fuck. Yeah. yeah. So uh, one thing about Rosemary's Baby um, is it's just like such a weird journey. Like imagining once again, if like you went into that movie cold, you had no idea what it was about. Yeah. And just like experiencing this journey through it, you would kind of think Rosemary's like, just a little crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like when it gets to that end and I actually have a story about this, which I love uh, a friend of mine, Kevin, uh, I showed him a lot of movies like horror movies. He has one of my favorite lines as far as like someone just keeping it real. I showed him the original Suspiria, the Italian one. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, the original, yeah. <laughs> like it was late at night we were drinking and he got up like halfway through the movie. He was like, all right, man, I'm going to go home. Also, this movie's weird and I don't get it. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, so. <laughs> Just be honest, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, it made me laugh. I wasn't even upset. But like we watched Rosemary's Baby together. He had never heard of it, didn't know anything about oh, it. Oh, wow. So he didn't know the ending. Right. Oh, okay. And so when it got to the end, <laughs> it was just like all these old people like, Hail Satan! God is dead and the year is one. Yeah, he, he turned to me. He's like, "Dude, this is fucking nuts." Yeah, <laughs> and just, the, that end yeah. scene because 
the people were so normal. Yes. And even when aggressively like aggressively she dropped the knife on the hardwood floor and then the, the woman came and like and wiped it up to try to like yeah. fix the spot. Like like they were like normal uppity, you know, New York w- rich people and they were like hailing Satan and stuff and you're just like, yeah. oh, this is this is really uncomfortable. And the danger is here and it's like it's real. Ninety percent like, of the people yeah. in the room like yeah. you had not seen in that but they were there was yeah. their one and only scene in the movie. Like yeah. they had people like the uh like from Japan that was yes. in it too. Right? right there was like and like there's italian focus stuff like that like it mm. was really strange that it was like she just walks into this room and then all of a sudden it's like well who's all these other fucking people well it's yeah. the one percent yeah you know it's the one percent you're you're watching this movie and you're like yeah you know this is probably really happening in the world like in real life you know like because if they had shown some like goth kids or some like you right. know scary homeless people or whatever you know it's like Dude, that's that, not you know that re- that reveal does not work if the yeah. rest of the movie is like overtly ominous. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like if the music's like, re- and like the really cool thing about that music is it's all just like a tweak away from being like normal melodic music. Yeah, yeah. And, I never thought of that. Yeah, it's yeah. like yeah. it's 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 like a like a perverted like little house on the prairie type like yeah. it's, it's like a, uh dissonant yes, yeah it's, exactly it's, it's, it's like it's like mundanity in minor you yeah know what well I mean? ooh, it's like there's just like, something wrong about it yeah, yeah. And which like the is lullaby the yeah. la 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 and like that is just also just a little bit creepy lullabies can be creepy regardless but <laughs> la 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 yeah. la yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, as you're watching the movie, you you really are trying to like figure out is there something wrong? You know, right. cuz you feel like something's wrong, but you're like, "Wait a minute. No, it's fine. It's everything's fine." Yeah. The doctor reassures you everything's fine. Right. And, oh, here and, just drink this herbal tea. And yes. because there is no like dude with with horns and like um, you know, there's nothing like that happening, well, yeah. except for the dream sequences. <laughs> yeah, but that's just yeah. a dream. Except for when she's raped by the literal <laughs> devil. <Yeah. laughs> there there is that. Yeah. There the, is that. This movie also has like some of the best created dream sequences I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, I mean, okay, what is it? She has, what, was it the Kennedys, right? It was the Kennedys that was like taking her around on the boat, right? It was, uh, oh. yes. yeah, it was supposed to be the Kennedys. Yeah. Well, right? I love yeah. how it's I actual. I on that, but that's dope. Yeah. I love how it's actual dream mixed with, I think she's seeing reality. reality. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It like, wasn't even, just like, oh, they're playing out a scene, but it's fuzzy, so it's a yeah, dream. It's yeah. like, no, she's having a dream about some random like, seagull yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So like that, like the very first dream sequence where she's like drifting off and she's hearing her neighbors like yelling at each other after mm-hmm. the girl committed suicide, but it's overlaid with what you're meant to assume is some memory from her childhood yeah. about the nun. And it's just like, oh, yeah. it's like just really cool like and it's like so perfectly captures like dream logic yes. and the flow yeah. of dreams and i don't it's know what's nonsense. real and what's yes, not exactly yeah yeah I, and i i loved uh, and so the actress who played mia uh, farrow mia farrow mia farrow she was so and this is a thing that jumps out at me in, in so many movies like this because there are some characters like this but she i think is the utter just uh, you know just perfect uh, embodiment of this but she was so Weak, yes, and she was mm-hmm. so fragile. I mean, it was like she was made out of paper, yes. and just her as a person and the way she acted, just so brilliantly. Like every it's second, br- it's brilliant. Casting. She just looks like she, the wind's gonna blow too hard and it's gonna blow her away. She's the oh. weakest person I've ever seen, and that my, my, is part of the horror. Of yeah. This. yeah, that's what makes the setting work. Because like what we were saying earlier is, um, she's in like the most populous possible setting and completely but, alone yeah, yeah but totally 
isolated. That's another thing. She's not out in the middle of the woods. Yeah. Not in a creepy forest. No, she's just in the city. She's in the center of New York City in a high-rise apartment filled with people who are like socialites. Yeah. yeah. Well, And one thing, like, uh, and I thought about this kind of like as I was thinking about things to say for the podcast is there are a lot of shared traits. This is based off of a novel by uh, author Ira or Ira Levine. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. I've heard it. Both ways. How but, dare you mispronounce somebody's name know, on this podcast <laughs> that you're clearly making up? Yeah, no, it's, but, <laughs> yeah, but, it can be whatever but, you want. But Robbie. the writer of the novel Rosemary's Baby also wrote the novel of The Stepford Wives. Ooh, oh and, shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, and uh, if you watch those two movies, and like I think the original is kind of a sister movie to Rosemary's Baby in a lot of ways because it has like pretty much the exact same thing. You have. Yeah. These people moving into a new place, this woman who realizes something's wrong and her husband has completely betrayed her. And this is just kind of a pat on the shoulder for Rosemary's Baby – or not Rosemary's Baby, Stepford Wives. Um, The last 20 minutes of that movie are horrifying. (laughs) Yeah, and evil wins. Yeah. Yep, that's – well, that was another – that was a perspective yeah. that, that you know, my wife Sarah brought to – when she was watching the movie was that this whole – just a woman being pregnant just mm-hmm. normally, which obviously none of us have experienced that. But just a woman being pregnant by itself is a scary position and it's a very vulnerable position because you are liter- – you're physically weaker. You know, because it's like, well, I have this pregnancy and my baby. And so it's emotionally – uh, fragile and or, or not fra- necessarily fragile, but vulnerable, and so that whole experience of that, like it, it, it's just capturing this this woman's experience right. of I am in the most fragile or, or vulnerable state of my life, and I and I need to rely on my husband, and I need to rely on our our social network, and, and they're all evil, and, and even the doctor, yeah, yeah, the doctor, yeah. And, yeah. Oh, and your husband to, is saying yeah. like. Well, you can't switch doctors. It wouldn't be fair to this Satanist doctor. Yeah, and but like, of course he doesn't say it like wouldn't that. Wouldn't be fair to yeah. the doctor. Yeah, my baby is dying inside me. <laughs> yeah, I but she like was... she's never been pregnant before. She doesn't know what it's supposed yeah. to be. Like. I look yeah. like a literal yeah. corpse right now. I'm yeah. constantly oh God, in pain. Yeah. Well, and 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 in, I remember when Sarah was pregnant. You're getting advice from everybody, right? And it's contradictory advice. Well, you should do this. Well, you should not. Oh, never do that. And it, and you don't know what's right, and you don't know what's wrong. If you wrong. ever take a bath over eighty degrees. Fahrenheit. <laughs> Literally, there's crazy shit like that that people are telling you, and you're a horrible person if you don't listen to this. Oh no, if you listen to that, you're a horrible. Oh, yeah. And so, at the end of the day, you have to choose who to trust. Yeah. And so, she chooses to trust her husband. She chooses to trust her mm-hmm. doctor, and that is the fatal error of that movie. Yeah. You know, she she trusted the wrong people, and it was to horrific end. It's hard because, like, with in in her position, and it's not even just like on a position that of a lady but it's like the movie starts that they have a great relationship right like there's the, the whole entire point of guy her husband is he's been an upstanding stellar yeah. person in her life yeah. and then it's when they move in things switch yeah and like there's and a it's like ri- how, yeah there, how, how do you how do you not believe your spouse your yeah. significant other and, when their entire your entire relationship with them up until that point was was Good. Yeah, and there's a very cool little touch uh, at the end when everything is revealed, where you see guys sitting in the room, but he can't make eye contact yeah. with Rosemary. He's ashamed. Yeah, he's, yeah. yeah. He's ashamed. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, that scene is unsettling. Yeah. And it could even be like it could have 
even been well in, intended. Like I'm doing, cause like it, it's implied that he clearly makes a deal with the Satanists. His career takes off. Yeah. And like he offered the baby to them. But, um, uh, like even the idea, I can even get behind the idea of it's like well intended. Like yeah, he's doing it for he's doing for it her. for them, for the, yeah, for the family. Like, yeah, Yo, I'm starting I mean, a family. We just got this expensive apartment. Stuff is changing in our lives. I need to do something. Yeah. Look, sorry, I had you raped by the devil. Yeah, look, that doesn't <laughs> look, justify oh, the horror, it. But yeah, I understand that's where he's coming from. Yeah. But it's still a. We're, 100% wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's like more than likely where he. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. It would be hard pressed Here to find Here at Bantering Such more... Podcast. We do not condone <laughs> anything that any of our guests or hosts say <laughs> ever. I don't know. Look, if someone's trying to. Look, I'm just trying saying. Trying to get Roman me into Polanski. a high rise New York apartment. <laughs> I mean, look, rent just, these days. Let's talk I'm about it. I'm just saying, Roman Polanski <laughs> saying what we're all thinking. I got a book for oh, you. God. Yeah, no. <laughs> rent wear this days. around your neck. <laughs> and like the thing is, Roman Polanski is one of those directors who is simultaneously an awful, reprehensible human being, but also one of the greatest directors. That oh, yeah. He's the best. Yeah, it's... Well, he he obviously uh, made a deal with the devil. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> yeah, maybe this is a biopic. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I am convinced that this movie is straight real. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, don't, yeah. I just oh think it God. has happened well, in real life, man. And his, like, reality-bending dream sequence stuff goes back to other movies he's done. We watched... Uh, Repulsion. Nora Black and Repulsion. It was like a French movie, wasn't it? Maybe it Polish. wasn't oh, Polish. Yeah. Polish yeah. Polanski makes more sense. Um, but uh, it's right a, there in the name. A lot of uh, <laughs> Roman Polanski. Hey, give me your cigarette. Why do you sound Cajun? <laughs> <laughs> Get on that gator. Go to school now, kid. Uh, I don't Roman. know. It sounds a little bit more like Van Damme trying to do a Cajun accent. <laughs> you know, it was Brando trying to do a French. Brand Damme. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway, if you guys haven't seen it, it's he does a repulsion that is. Yeah. It, it's um a, a woman who has like a, a phobia of men. Yeah. Like her mental condition Ooh. deteriorates as she like almost fabricates conflict with men in her life. Right. Who her, uh, she has like established relationships with. Yeah. Oh, wow. And like the she's like locked herself off in an apartment and like. The walls are cracking and like pulsating. It's very like early Cronenberg. Well, it's really dope. I will Shit. say about Rosemary's Baby, you know, I, you know, it wasn't like my particular jam just because I, I'm very specific when it comes to spooky films for me personally. Right. But it is a great movie. And I, I would say like I, I would think we would all recommend that that everyone well, watch it if you haven't seen oh, it. Yeah. But you go in with you got to manage your expectations. Like know that it's slow. It, it, and that, it's in it, the era it's, of it's, bad movies. It's intentional. <laughs> <laughs> that is not what I said. That is not what I said. You know what? I'm going to well, clarify my in broad strokes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I will say like you know go in knowing that the movie is is very intentional and it's mm-hmm. very atmospheric and just let it be slow and just let it happen. Happen, and and you'll you'll I think you'll you'll enjoy it. I mean, it's a yeah. good one. It's yeah. one of the good and, ones, man. And, and one last thing before we move on, just that final scene, Mia Farrow's acting, and like the intentionality of like Roman Polanski, like not showing the baby. Yeah, like mm. it has its father's eyes. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. Like just like oh, yeah. what'd you do to its feet? Yeah, yeah. Or it's like she walks over with the knife, like just assuming her baby's fine and normal. It's yeah. really alive when she thought it was dead. And just that slow, like, panning on her horrified face and that music coming in the... 
it's just like, what have you done to its eyes? Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah. Doesn't she, like, she kind of has acceptance at the end, doesn't yeah, she? Yeah, the guy begs correctly? her. He's like, no, just go. This no, is our, uh, yeah. the neighbor begs her. Oh, the neighbor, that's right. Yeah. To, yeah, to be begs. the mom. Yeah. And yeah. she kind of agrees. Yeah. We, I mean, but it's like, you're rocking him too fast. So, like, there's yeah. a, yeah. what, she, what, the, she's the nurturing. The maternal Oh, gosh. So, what about, you want to talk about The Shining? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I am so excited about this one because, like I said earlier, watched it really for the first time. And then wait, movie, so so you hadn't seen it? I right? had. I don't. I really truly believe I have never seen The Shining up until I watched well, it. I think all of these movies are like in the cultural zeitgeist. Like we've seen them referenced in other movies. We've yeah. seen them on commercials. We've seen them in like videos. And yeah, stuff, like I can. You know, all the pivotal scenes of The Shining. Yeah, the I twins have seen in the hallway. Hallway. The old lady or yeah. the the hot young lady turning the into the old lady busting in the door. Here's Johnny. Yeah. You know, we've all seen that. If even if you haven't seen the movie. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But this was easily probably. It's my second favorite movie on the list. Interesting. Bwam, so he's doing this to reference bwam. like when we watched it where he was saying the score sounded like a fart. <laughs> a synthesized <laughs> fart the entire well, time. So Brandon, what, what, like yeah, what year did yeah, what year did the shining come out? Do you know? Uh, oh, it doesn't matter. It was in the bad era, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm just going to keep hounding you, you know for what? this. You do it, baby. But, do it. Uh, was it pre-fincher? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it PF? Free Fincher? Well, he doesn't like David Fincher. I love, we got to have yeah, you on our David Fincher. We, we, we yeah, like yeah. David Fincher yeah. fine. David but, Fincher is my favorite. Yeah, um, it's fine. Yeah. But uh, interesting fact about the music that I did not learn until like this week is that pretty much all of the music is classical music rescored, mm-hmm. like in synth. Like that opening, blah, 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 is it a classical piece of music? Oh, wow. Yeah, is that Hall of the yeah. Mountain? No, is that wow, Brandon, no, this makes you look uh, even dumber. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah. Um, but That's cool. I, yeah, I didn't know that. Interesting. Another interesting little tidbit about the store, score is it also shares a song with an upcoming movie, The Exorcist. Really? Yes. Like they have a, one of the songs in the score is the same. Yes. I didn't know They were both that. scored with classical music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, which one came out first? Uh, the Exorcist was first, right? I don't well, know. Well, here we actually. go, guys. Yeah. Nah, you got to look it up now. That's going to that's going to All right, the my thing brain. was Oh, sorry. I put the thing. <laughs> the Shining. The Shining. The yeah. Shining. 1980. Oh. The Shining was 1980. The Exorcist came out before yeah. that. I think oh, it was wow. 74, 73. Seventy-three, wow. even earlier. Yeah. yeah, but so this is probably the most controversial movie on the list, though. Yes, because Stephen King, the original writer of The Shining, fucking hates. Yeah. He does not like this it. movie. It is not a good. It is an adaptation, but it's not a faithful adaptation. But it's nowhere right. near a faithful yeah. adaptation. I kind so of could argue that, that it's good. Yeah. 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 So I actually I have. A controversial. I don't know that it's so controversial, but I don't mo- think any opinion about The Shining is controversial yeah. at this point. <laughs> so, Everyone's got very wild. Yeah. Oh, by the way, us, spoiler yeah. warnings. Sorry, yeah. we're going into this so late with the yeah. spoiler warnings, but all these movies are fucking forty plus years old. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah these are all yeah. out before we were born, <laughs> yeah. man. But so uh, I love Stanley Kubrick. I do. He's one mm. of. He's got two movies in my top twenty: Doctor Strange Love in two thousand and one. Um, there you well, go. <clears throat> Yeah, but uh, I don't think The Shining works the way he wants it to. Oh, okay. Because I think he overlaid a lot of 
Kubrickian like surrealism where it wasn't warranted. Yeah. Over a story by Stephen King, and the story was a very like straightforward haunted house Haunt, story. Yeah. Well, there's all the yeah. there's all the uh, mysterious uh, elements in the movie that he put in there that are like, hey, is that this is supposed to represent something else? Yeah. And that's supposed to. And there's mm-hmm. all of this things. Supposedly, there's a documentary. I can't remember what I call uh, it's what, room some whatever the yeah like, really uh, yeah. haunted room. where they talk yeah. about room. all of the hidden meanings behind two, all three, of the symbolism. room two three seven yeah two three seven was that two three seven. But but like and supposedly you know Kubrick put all this stuff in there and as you're watching it you're like wait there's double meaning to everything that's going on so supposedly yes I mean a lot of it is just nonsense well fan yeah because like a lot of it is pulled from like King's novel like the things they're specifically like referencing yeah and it's just like well Kubrick didn't do this Stephen King King, wrote yeah so like in the Stephen King one. Uh, Jack Torrance isn't crazy at the beginning. Yes, He's a normal dude. That is one of my more biggest tragic. like hitting points. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, Stephen King did not want Jack Nicholson cast. He wanted John Voight. To, yeah, John to, Voight. Because Jack Nicholson's already kind of a crazy well, dude. Yeah, know? exactly. You get the feeling at that start, the start of the movie, he didn't like his family. You know? like, <laughs> yeah, like he he starts off like an unlikable asshole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's like yeah, that he, scene when it's like he's writing and Wendy comes in to tell him it's snowing or whatever. And he's like, whether you hear me typing or whatever the fuck you hear me doing, oh, yeah. do not come in. It's like you feel that's not the first time they've had that conversation. Well, and it even starts with like, the oh, he got drunk and dislocated yeah. his son's arm. Whereas oh, in, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, where, where geez. Is in the book, it's like. He's a father that's messed up and he really wants to do right by them. And he goes mm-hmm. out here because he thinks it's going to be the best thing to set his family off on the next foot. And the entire novel, and it's like what makes it scary and sad is just like seeing his very slow, eventual decline into yeah. madness. Yeah. It's like, and I love Jack Nicholson. Don't get me wrong. I think he's well, a great actor. He, he's he a play, great crazy person. Yeah. He, he That's pl- great. Yeah. yeah. He played, he plays Jack Nicholson. Right? Yeah. 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 But, and, and uh, what's her name? Uh, Shelly Duvall. Yeah. Right? Shelly Duvall. Who, who is the mom. And she's another one where she's the epitome of vulnerability. Right. Of weakness. I think and, her casting really works because it's also very different from how she was portrayed in the novel, which was. Oh, I, now, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. She's yeah. like a beautiful, blonde, strong yeah, woman. And that's oh. one of the big complaints where there's actually like some complaints of, of uh, I don't know if I'd fully go sexism on it, but it's they talk a lot about how like and Jack Nicholson has talked about this where it's like Shelley's character was just there to scream and cry. Yeah. Yeah. And it, Which... it's and it, why if you don't need an amazing actress like Shelley to do that, but that's but it's like and then he was even saying like stuff with with Stanley and her like he was a little mean to oh, her. Oh, not a little mean. I've he heard, was yeah, just he, a he was major abusive. piece of shit. I've heard her. she was like her hair was falling out. Yeah, because like, yeah. Kubrick like he, was like like really evil to her. Yeah, he yeah. he made her like shoot like the scene on the stairs where. Jack's coming at her and she has the baseball bat. He made her shoot that something like 60 times oh my God. until she was just completely exhausted. And, yeah, which yeah. totally shows because like she's carrying a prop yeah. and it like clearly has a weight to it. Yes. On film. And she's like, tired. And it's unwieldy to her because she's exhausted from crying and dealing with this situation. Yeah. yeah. Like it. 
I mean, it totally I mean, works. You you can't. But you she but, went yeah. crazy yeah. in real you, life. You, you I think yeah. you can't justify abuse of your cast members. But like so many of these auteurs, yeah. I mean, at that point, is yeah. it like acting? Yeah, you're like not acting a person, yeah. asking a person to act. You're just asking a person to be miserable. You're just yeah. subjecting them to horrific yeah. circumstances so, and so, filming it. So many yeah, of these exactly. like auteurs, <laughs> just exploitation, like Kubrick and Billy Friedkin, who did The Exorcist. Like they did this crazy shit, which like now oh, yeah, you would yeah. look at it. It's like that's not okay. Yeah, there are yeah. rules about that. But kind of like thing. Stanley has said, like he purposely did some of that stuff to get them into. Yeah, character. well, yeah, well, yeah. Like, which he, also it still does not make, make it okay. Yeah. But he like he says like he fed Jack Nicholson his least favorite meal, which was like a cheese sa- or like mayo cheese mm-hmm. sandwich or something uh. like that. Every day for each meal for like two weeks <laughs> yeah, in order I'd, to I'd get Jack Nicholson that like too. that pissed off yeah. and stuff like that. So it's like he talks about where he's like everything that I did to Shelly, I was also doing to Jack. But no, really, that's what he. Oh, yeah, yeah okay. his. I believe wow. that's what his. I don't want to speak and, for him, but from what I was reading up on it, he he talks about how he he was doing that. But which is funny well, because when, when you're making an actor like do a scene sixty times, times yeah. versus feeding them a cheese and mayo sandwich, there's a little bit of a difference <laughs> there. But yeah, but it's funny because it's then he ta- there's always re, uh, like talks about how he tried to protect the kid Danny mm-hmm. from everything where he made Danny believe that he was like shooting a drama and not a horror flick really Mm -hmm. and it's like it's pretty interesting because like that scene when danny first runs in after walking into room two uh 237 yeah and like he has like the like strangulation and like cut marks and the and the kid and the mom shelly thinks that jack did it Mm -hmm. and she's like picks him up and is holding him she's obviously holding a mannequin Oh, yeah. I never and it's noticed because that. he didn't want uh, Stanley didn't want Danny to actually hear the dialogue or anything like that. So, like, it was trying to protect yeah. him nonetheless, which is not trying to give him a pass. But I'm just showing, like, the weird dichotomy of, of Stanley here. One of the cool things that I think he did in that movie was, like, there's there's things that that have the way he filmed stuff where there's stuff that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, mm-hmm. the, like ge- what, the geography yes, of the hotel, yeah. for example, like there's this one scene where I think it's right when they first get there mm-hmm. and there's still people there and they get off the elevator and then he walks around the corner from the elevator and there's an office where the elevator shaft should be with a window, outdoor window. Yeah. And you don't pick up on it. You're just watching a movie, yeah. but subconsciously you're like, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's this subconscious like oddities and weirdness about this. And if you look at, and, and if you actually watch the movie thinking, trying to imagine in your mind the physical layout of the hotel, and as you're watching it, you can't because yeah. it doesn't physically make yeah. sense. And, and it's like uh, the scenes whenever Danny's riding his bike, mm-hmm. he purposely filmed those scenes where he's always going counterclockwise. Yeah. yeah. So he's making left after left. Left after left after left after left and in a different place and it's like how what huh yeah Yeah. and just like even the audio and that like the sound of like the hardwood going onto the carpet oh yes there now that's a famous carpet too yeah that pattern yes that is that is the one thing that like i subscribe to it's well, shown like, up in all these movies, yeah. Yeah. Well, also, well, the the, the moon landing conspiracy thing, theory is oh, like that, the yeah. the pattern of the carpet is like a moon landing base. Like it looks like a topographical picture of it. Yeah. But and it's like normally I roll my eyes at that sort of thing. But when I look, oh at no, it, I'm, I'm just like, sucking my teeth at Robbie. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm like, you got something to say? Because right? <laughs> no, 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 no. There just, is that just theory. But no, like literally, like. It is exactly the same. And I'm like, well, that's the, the one thing the I'm theory like, okay, is, that's The conspiracy weird. theory mm-hmm. is 
that the moon landing was faked and they they hired Stanley Kubrick to film it on a soundstage. And then when he made The Shining, it was him putting little hints and clues of yeah. confessing right. to that. Now, of course, you know, I don't Why buy can't that it just all. be a reference to 2001? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. a movie that he made that takes place on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see did you see where someone like did like added up the money and they found out that like if you were going to like fake the moon landing in a Hollywood studio it would cost more money in special effects and filming than it would to do the actual moon landing. Bro, just the public <laughs> record paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like no prop department can handle that. And like the amount of fucking people you'd have to pay off. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. point, okay. Oh, yeah. Like let's say they fake the moon landing with like the Hollywood production and everything like that. The, Minimum a hundred people. Minimum a hundred people had to know it was. And they're Hollywood people too. So you know, how could you? Those are people trying to get SAG like credits. They're they're leaking like you know pictures of celebrities to the to tabloids. They're leaking (laughs) everything. Like I didn't do this, but for the purposes of my union. I was second AD on the moon landing. (laughs) Buzz Aldrin would have an IMDb. (laughs) Hollywood leaks so much. I could tell you everything that's going to happen in the next Spider-Man movie. Oh, pretty much, yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? But but it was a good movie. It was a good film. But here I I do want to say this, though, because my – and this might be controversial about my my opinion of The Shining – is they made a sequel. To mm-hmm. the, the the shining the Doctor go- Sleep. I'm gonna agree with you. Doctor Sleep, or, or is it Doctor Sleep? That's what it is. Doctor yeah. Sleep, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And starring you and McGregor. Yeah, and Danny. um, it is a really good movie. It, it did not do well. Yeah. I think it's hugely underrated. 100. And I will say this. Dr. Sleep, I enjoyed that more than yes. The Shining. Well, and I, I think I, The Shining's I, a I know, great I, film. I know why. Uh, I was, that took place in the good era. It takes place in the good days. <laughs> the good Post-adventure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a Michael Bay era film. Oh, yeah. But no, like, I, I agree. Like, uh, I think, one, Dr. Sleep is much closer to the novel. And I'm not like the, well, in the, the book, it was this way. Yeah, we get it. You person. read. I read. <laughs> Um, no, but, I love that perspective. But, but no, it's just like I I think it works in the very straightforward way it's supposed to work. Also, it's an amazing homage to the Kubrick it movie. It is. Yeah. He goes he goes um, back to the hotel at the yeah, end. Which, and so it's about but, Danny, the yeah. little boy who's grown up. And like that movie also fixes a number of problems that the Doctor Sleep novel had. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Because one of Stephen King's things is he does not know how to end a novel to save his life. Oh, it's, yeah. yeah. It's it's, oh, yeah. it's usually very like, yeah. and it was a giant spider monster, sure. you know? Uh, yeah. Or the fog. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the, oh, the, the, the military mist. came. The oh, the mist. Yeah. 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 Oh, the yeah. military came in and saved him. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, well, the mist ended with them just driving off into the street. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, but, the, um, I forgot. The movie is the one where they made it where it's the military. Yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. kills everybody, including his son, and yeah. then the military. Which I thought that was a good ending, though. But, like, yeah. at the at the end of the Shining novel, the hotel blows up. Like, oh. And they made mention of it in Dr. Sleep, the boiler. Like, mm-hmm. in the book, uh, there's a reoccurring theme that – Jack has to go down and knock down the pressure on the boiler or else. Oh. They only do that overlay. one time in the movie. Yeah. But like literally uh, in the book, like when he's chasing Wendy and Danny around, uh, he like the ghosts like suddenly remember the boiler is overloading. And oh. He runs down and like it blows up yeah. on him. Yeah. Um, 
Well, and that's yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think I think also Je- uh, Danny did not die in the novel Doctor Sleep, and I think it's better that he did in yeah. the movie. Yeah. Also in the novel, uh, him and the little girl, like that was supposed to be his niece. Like oh yeah. yeah, her mother was supposed to be like the illegitimate child of Jack and uh, okay. some woman. Oh yeah, I and remember. Yeah. I think that was just Stephen King's way of making it like not creepy that Danny was going off on an adventure well, with this nine year old. Well, Doctor Sleep was was but, I I think it was directed by uh what was the guy's name? He, oh, he did the uh, uh he, Mike Mike Flanagan. Mike Flanagan, who uh, is mm-hmm. who is my current favorite. He's my He's favorite great. horror guy currently. He did the the haunting uh, the haunting of Hill House. The haunting oh yeah. Of House. The haunting of Bly Manor. He did mm-hmm. uh, Oculus. He did uh, he did Doctor Sleep, which I think is fantastic. But in the current Midnight Mass, I don't know if you have seen Midnight Mass. It just I came out yesterday. Yet. It's no. very very good, and we're going to talk about it in an upcoming episode. Oh, but are we? Okay. Mike Flanagan is I, I I he is just my favorite guy. Currently making, you know, yeah, scary he, stuff. He, he's great. And and all of that, all I think it was a great sequel to The Shining, yeah, you know? And it was great. What's crazy is I remember like watching the trailer and I was like, oh shit, this is a sequel to The Shining. There was no announcement about that. Yeah. There was no fanfare. Like I was like, they're making a sequel to The Shining and no one's no. talking about this. And I, they wanted it to be a standalone. They didn't want yeah. it to be like, oh, if you like The Shining, go see Doctor. No, they're like, hey, we're making a really good movie. Mm-hmm. You should go see it. And I, I liked that. I think it backfired, but I did like that they were they were trying to make a good movie rather than just like, oh, hey, look, it's just a sequel to The Shining. Right. Yeah, yeah. But so I, I do want to say before we move on though, like, even though I don't think The Shining works for me, I think there's a lot of like brilliant work in it. Like, yeah, there, yeah. there's like a lot of just my, like my genius f- things that Kubrick does. One of my it, favorite but. horror scenes is from The Shining, and it's with Jack stuck in the pantry, mm-hmm. and that camera angle where he that's he's has his head and it's like he's yeah. leaning up against the door, and the camera angle angle is from the floor looking up at oh, him. Oh yeah, so it's good. such a great. Because I'm a cinematographer. What are you? Tell us what you are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm a. I love good cinematography. Yeah. Like that can yes. make or break a movie, in my opinion. Literally, how you frame yeah. the shot. And I think The Shining is a great example yes. of that. And I yes. think that scene is like the pivotal. Like, hey, we could just do something where it's like, well, we want him leaning up against the door because it's like his ankle is nearly broken and he's feeling weird and, and like all this stuff. It's like, well, how do we frame this? He goes. So he's like, why don't we just shoot from up? And it's like in the behind the scenes, you see Jack Nicholson. He's like basically doing the splits and the camera guy is laying on the ground underneath him between his legs with the camera pointing up. I was like, that's so And it works. That's the thing. Like it might not be your favorite, you know, horror film, but, you know, it is well shot. It is well written. It is well directed. You know, like it's there's some quality work craftsmanship in that. I'll echo some of that stuff because, you know, I have a. We're all movie fans here. I, I imagine we all have a soft spot for Kubrick. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I'm such a uh, – e- even though – and I don't want to come off like a shining hater, but um, e- even though the movie doesn't work for me in the way that it works for a lot of Which people. Which is fine. Yeah, that's yeah, totally fine. Man. Uh, it's not a scary movie. No, but I'm just such a sucker for uh, exactly what you were saying, the cinematography. Yeah. It's uh, it just it, – Kubrick has such a way with this like uh, – ambitiously striking visual material and yeah. such such yeah. memorable moments that are even seconds long like yeah. like the like the flooding scene yeah i'll never forget that that's that, a cultural icon it's oh, yeah, amazing yeah. it's yeah, amazing that blood coming out of the, yeah. the, the the elevator yeah yeah, yeah. 
and once again mentioning the soundtrack uh like there is an original song for it and it's just kind of like this Oh, yeah, I, so, yeah. I immediately recognize when you do that. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, I know you do. <laughs> Being sarcastic. So, yeah. Here, okay, so here's the He'd thing. He'd say the I, same thing well, if you farted into the mic. I'll, yeah. say, I'll say this. It's not flat. But, it's not boring. I, I would recommend you watch it. That. But if you watch it, you have to watch Dr. Sleep. 100%. Yeah. You have to. We here at Banter and Such Podcast fully endorse the movie Dr. Sleep. <laughs> it's a but good, no, no, it is no, good. Like with the soundtrack, I'm just saying it's like it works. Like it's just – it's got this like – creepy like feeling of like something is lurking around the corner yeah like a fart yeah, yeah. like a like a big <laughs> wet juicy <laughs> fart are you gonna laugh at your own joke but not my callback five seconds <laughs> earlier <laughs> do you think brando actually pays attention to there is not a chance i don't know why he's wearing headphones <laughs> <laughs> well when you're talking i'm thinking of what to say next <laughs> anyways all right guys so uh we only got time to talk about one more movie. Oh, my gosh. Exorcist. And so we need to talk about either The Exorcist or The Thing. We have to talk about The Exorcist. So, yeah. The Thing I'm, is a great film. Everyone go see it. The Thing see is it. great. It's Body great. horror, matte paintings, fun hats. Yeah. Uh, John Carpenter at his best. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. Okay. Before we get into The Exorcist, this is a movie I have never seen. And right. I refuse to see it. Oh, really? Uh, so do you guys okay. remember in the 90s? Or early 2000s. I don't know how old you guys are. So there was this. Uh, These guys were born in 2012. 2012. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> before your time, <laughs> there was this uh, cultural phenomenon that happened on the internet where there was a uh, game that you used to play I, uh, yes. on. It was a maze game where you yeah. drag your micro, oh, yeah, you drag yeah, your yes. mouse through the maze and you try not to touch the walls. And you are so sucked in. So yeah. my dad and my older brother decide to put me in front of this game and I have no idea your what's going on. Your dad and your older brother yep. put you on this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. With my mom next oh, to me. She, that, oh, that's evil. That's pretty dope. A family affair. Yeah. That, yeah. That's Owen's, Owen's that's, Mary's baby. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm like sitting there, I'm helping my mom face and she touches one of the walls and boom, the exorcist girl comes up. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. I, I think I was in, I was in junior high mm-hmm. at the time. Well, those are the early days of the internet where like pop up screaming, terrifying it, well, things. Yeah. Like, E-bombs world. People don't do that now. No, no but I back mean, then, but still shit like that could startle me. I'm not above a jump scare. Yeah. Oh, oh so, it's timeless. It happens on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I, uh, that scared me to the core that I literally ran out of the room screaming <laughs> oh, and no. I was, I was like in seventh grade. No. Um, and because of that, uh, I in high school I tried to watch The Exorcist. I had a, uh, was dating this girl, and it was one of her favorite movies. I sat there, and then it was like the first scene with the the uh, that shock of where it's like the evil face just oh, yeah. pops up. Yeah, yep, done. Nope. So I, I, I have watch it. Yeah. I have an interesting story too. So here's the way that I did see it the the first time I saw it. Right. I mean, I've seen scary movie. Does that count? It's about the same. Yeah, yeah okay. it's six of one. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm with a group of friends, and and I think Sarah was there with me. We were in high school, and uh, a couple other buddies, and we were at my grandmother's house. And like my grandmother's house was like the place we'd hang out, right? She right. had like this basement, kind of like a fully furnished apartment basement downstairs. Hell, even right? when I got around to our generation, we were still going to your yeah. Your you guys came over house. to my grandma's basement. Yeah. yeah, that was a place where we hung out, watched movies, played games, whatever. So. We, we, you know, we went out, we, we came home to my grandma's, we're going downstairs to the basement. Nobody's down in the basement, right? All the lights are turned off, but the TV is turned on. And it's one of those TVs with like the, the VHS tape oh, merged yeah. into it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's playing the exorcist. 
right? No one's down there at all, but this TV's on playing The Exorcist. And so we walk in, we're like, oh, I guess maybe a cousin or somebody started this movie and just walked off. I don't know, right? But we were like, hey, it's The Exorcist. I've never seen this. And everyone was like, oh, yeah, I've never seen it too. I was like, well, let's just sit down and watch it, you know? And so we sat down and watched The Exorcist. And like, it's a fucking scary movie. It's a great movie. It freaks you out. Gets to the end of the movie, the very end of the movie, right when the credits start to roll. Like right when, and the music starts playing, you know, and the credits start rolling. And then all of a sudden the sound starts to warp and starts going. And we're all like, we're all freaked out from the movie. Right. And like, and then we start hearing the sound coming out of the TV and we're like, dude, what is that? It's the ring. And it's, and it's this weird, like, like voice kind of thing. Right. And then we look down and under the VHS, the tape of the VHS is winding itself out of the TV (laughs) And like me and all my teenage buddies were like, ah! And we just ran out of my grandma's house and just, we just left. Well, it's also your grandma's house. I don't know who rented that movie. I don't know who started it. I don't know anything, but it freaked me. I think the devil right, just now, put now it you in. deal with that. <laughs> yeah. And we just left. We're like, hey, bye, grandma. Jeez. But that's so, a good one, man. It's. I mean, honestly, even though I haven't seen it, I know it's a classic. I know how significant it is it's just something that like i it it, it is just trauma of my past i won't let me see it it's scary uh, man. Uh, owen i really hope that i will be able to convince you with my passionate argument about why i love the exorcist oh please so we do yeah. have to say for the longest time in our culture the Exorcist would have been called. This is the scariest movie ever made. Yes. Scariest movie ever made. Mm-hmm. Scariest movie. You'll see it in movie trailers. It's the scariest movie since The Exorcist. And yeah. so you get this sense that, like, oh my gosh, this is terrifying. And it is. I think it's a very scary movie. But when you sit down and watch it again with our modern sensibilities, you know what I mean? It's not what you think it's going to be, man. Yeah. It's not this jumping out and, and, and it's also so much more than that. Well, yeah. Here's yes. here's the thing I will say. It is not the scariest movie of all time, but it is the best scary movie of all time. Ooh, ooh! I go off, King. Man, I, I I would agree with that. Actually, yeah, I would totally agree with that. There there are plenty of movies out there that have freaked me out more than The Exorcist, but I go on such like an emotional journey. Yes, with that movie. Yes, because it is also just like if you take. The possession out of it. It is this amazing, affecting drama of a mother that is trying to save her child and figure out what's wrong with her. Yeah. Well, and that's a big part of it. That has lost his faith. Well, the the scenes where she's taking her daughter, so her daughter's having these problems and she's trying to figure it out, and she does what all of the smartest people in the world would do. You take her to the the doctor and then they go put in the MRI machine and they draw blood and they do all these tests. And it was actually the horror of modern medicine. Yeah. And the it's scene the where she's fear getting, of like, yeah. if you're sick the and you're subjected to that, getting that's like scary, the, man. The yeah. angiogram with the thing in her neck, that scene yeah. is really she got hard a, for the, me to The watch. spinal tap, yeah. right? Yeah. And, Dude, and, and just the toll that it takes on the mother. I have such a soft spot for yes, uh, good mother me, characters me in movies. 100%. Yeah, that's something that we share and you don't you don't beat reagan's mother yeah yeah and well that's it's funny because if you watch it from you could watch it from reagan's perspective where you're like you're the person being you know and it's the terror and it's the you're 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 uh uh what are you, not infected but you're possessed yeah. mm-hmm. but if you watch the movie from the mother's perspective which the first 
more than half of the movie is from her perspective. Yeah. It's like, dude, you feel so powerless. You feel so helpless. Mm-hmm. You feel crazy. Yeah, well, and there, there's just constant, and yeah. the perspective shifts to different people feeling powerless in different ways. Yeah, yes. There, there's and, just this like really cool, like genuine moment when like Ellen Burstyn is talking to the doctors. Like, is she the mom? And, is that the yeah, mom? Okay, and she. It was like right after the like her hopping up and down off the bed. When, oh, like, when it, when it was yeah. clear. Like, yeah. And that's another thing. Supernatural things are happening, yeah. but she does not, you don't want to admit that. You're yeah. like, wait but, a minute, hold but, on. Yeah. I don't know. But like, she, like she's witnessed like the bed jumping up, up and down and like raise uh, Reagan, like being thrown off the bed. Yes. And she, like a doctor comes in and sees that. Like yeah. they, they call a doctor to make a house call. And, like, they come out after they've sedated her, and they're like, well, we still think it's something in the front temporal lobe. And just this moment that, like, Ellen Burstyn gets this look on her face. like, are you fucking kidding Yeah, me? and she says that. And like, she has this moment where yeah. she breaks, and she's like, the temporal lobe? Yeah. The bed was floating. Yeah. You know, and it's like, what the hell's going on? And, it, and the moment when she's begging Karis to take the case. Yeah. Because he's a psychiatrist. He's yeah. a man of science. And like, but he's also a priest. Yes, he's yes. also a priest. And she just has that moment where she breaks down and is like, "You could p- replace my daughter with someone that looked the same, talked the same, and I would know it is not my daughter." And it's yeah, like, you tell me for a fact that that uh, is yeah. just something in my mind. And oh, it's like, uh, it's so compelling. Yeah. It's so compelling. And, and isn't there that, that the famous spider walk scene? Is that the exorcist? Where yeah, she, where she comes down the stairs. Oh, There's a couple, I think that was one of the deleted scenes, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Wasn't that? Yeah. So that and, was released in like the 25th anniversary edition. Yes. Like the, oh, okay. the version yeah. you've never seen, which, but those uh, deleted huh, scenes, I believe are essential to yeah. the movie. I yeah. will say, I don't think the spider walk scene works and I would be fine with them removing it. Oh, I see. I, so, I kind of felt the opposite. Well, I, I really, I was like, Oh, whoa, yeah, well, ugh, and I mean, that, that's one of those things that I really think can boil down to personal opinion. But yeah, the version that you've never seen as it was released contains one of my favorite moments. I know in what you're going to say. Mm-hmm. I know what you're going to say. And like, after the first round of the exorcism, things have not gone well. And it's just a shot. It's a static shot of Father Karras and Marin sitting on the stairs facing opposite directions. Yes. And and not each totally, other. Totally yeah. exhausted. Yes. And just defeated. Yeah. And Father mm. Marin just has this simple line. It's like, I don't understand why. Why this girl? And Father, uh, or sorry, Father Karras says that, and Father yeah. Marin yeah. says, "I think it is for us to see ourselves as animal, yeah, to, to s- make to s- us reject the possibility that God could ever love us." Yes, and oh, I feel like to a, a man losing his faith. Yes. yes, and it's like for me that is like one of the most compelling uh, arguments for like a God or yeah. like. Well, that's yeah. another thing too. Is like. It really does get into the philosophical sides yeah. of exorcism and things because, you know, so much of her approach is a very materialistic, very atheistic approach to solving the problem. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to science and all of our technology and She's all of our knowledge. She's a confessed, knowledge. like, atheist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're like, yeah, agnostic. you do what all of us would do. But then, like, some this is weird and this is spooky and supernatural. But they don't just play it for for spooks. Yeah. They do got, go into the philosophical. like, why is God allowing this to happen? And then these 
priest, one of which is strong in his faith, yeah. but he's really go he's def, you know going through a lot. One's losing his faith. They they really do approach these topics and stuff that's so compelling mm-hmm. and it's so interesting and it's so respectful and yeah. and adult. Yes. Like none of it is like a dumbed down, you know, well God is dead and middle fingers to you. It's like yeah. no is there a God? It, and if there is, how could there it, be with this is, stuff happening? It is but, a yeah. story of like, and not like in a cliche way, it's a story of good and evil yeah. and the triumph of love and faith over that. Yeah, but it doesn't turn away from the ugliness of evil. Yeah. Right. You know, it looks it right in the face. And it's, it, I mean, that was a big part of the controversy is that Reagan was saying, I mean, she's supposed to be like, what, 12 years old in so, the movie. Yeah. And she's saying these very sexual things and there are very sexual things that happen in and, the movie yeah and quite frankly i think that's uh like it's still shocking it's today. uncomfortable oh yeah yeah but that's like they don't turn away from that they're like if well, a demon possessed the body of a 12 year old girl there'd be these really uncomfortable the, things that there, are happening. there's a really yeah. cool moment and like I think it, it is a moment where you kind of resist to urge the urge to laugh because it is so uncomfortable and just like bizarre. Mm. But like when they're first going through the battery of tests, like uh, the doctor is talking to Reagan's mom and he's just like going through this and that. And he was like, have you ever known Reagan to use foul language? And the mother says, no, what do you mean? And she says, well, during my examination, and I'm, this is going to be vulgar um, warning, but she was like, well, specifically when I was examining her, she warned me to keep my fingers away from her goddamn cunt. And it was just like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, but mm. what's interesting is- And you don't even hear it from her. Yeah. yeah. It's like secondhand from a doctor. Yeah. Which and makes it's so it, clinical yes. in the way that uh. he talks about And that's what I love about the movie is that it does get into these really uncomfortable things but it doesn't it doesn't cross that line mm-hmm. it doesn't like it doesn't celebrate that and like 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 you said there's stuff like that that happens but the way it shoots stuff the way it sh- stuff is shot it it doesn't it's not vulgar it, it shows yeah, the vulgarity yeah. without being vulgar i, I would yeah. say I mean? that that's touching on one of the great triumphs of that movie is that it handles uh such it, it handles all of these subjects with such tact and in with uh, like held by such incredible writing and performances mm-hmm. because going back to what you guys yeah. were saying earlier, like it does, um, it kind of like, like revels in cliches, right? It's like t- scary monster, green person throwing up stuff, like yeah. priests coming in and, and having yeah. a physical battle with a demon and none of it, fe- and it all, it all feels so natural and compelling and defeating well, and in the context of the story. In, yeah. It's yeah. like, it's, it's handled with, so much care and so much tact that all of these things that would feel like silly cliche or, or like, yeah. yeah, or silly. They, they don't feel silly they, in the movie. It totally reads. The performances totally carry it. The writing totally works. Very serious. So yeah. Yeah. from yeah. someone on the outside here looking in after like hearing all three of you talk about this, you're making it sound like with how you're describing it, where it's a lot more of a documentary. Like it feels like a documentary well, yeah. or like a home movie. I can see that. Without it, well, like the shaky cam well, and the, so, like, the stupid, so, I'm not saying oh, like so, it's yeah. like Blair none Witch, but it I feel feels like, like it. More what you're saying is like it feels very naturalistic. Yeah, it it, yes. it, it, it it does. It doesn't feel like a movie that is written to be a movie. From how you all are explaining, yeah, it, it feels so, like it's it's literally like you have like a crew that is there filming something that is actually happening. Yeah, yeah. It, because yeah. it's like everyone is taking their natural steps. There's no mm-hmm. like 
like, oh my God, just fucking leave the house. Yeah. yeah. And no one's like dumb or failing or like yeah. no one's dumb. They're just failing. Like, yeah. Everybody is competent and, and performing. They're doing the and right they things. Can't. Yes. They're doing yes. the right things and they are not working. See, what's interesting too is when you watch the movie. So I watched it again uh, the other day. And I was really surprised. It had been so many years since I've seen it. Where like the exorcism itself, which is the most famous part of the movie, obviously the exorcist. It's like the last like 20 minutes of the yeah. movie. It's something like that. Yeah. You know, like the vast majority of the movie is all of this other stuff. Of, it's almost like this human drama that's playing out. Right. And, um, you know, and so people like a lot of people would watch The Exorcist and they were disappointed by that because mm -hmm. they were expecting to see all the demon stuff and all the spooky stuff and all the exorcism stuff. And it's like it has that stuff. But it uses it so sparingly and it uses it right at the right moment. And you got to get into the mood yeah. first. Yeah. And once it gets you in, then it does that stuff and it's not silly or cliche. Then mm -hmm. it's like, oh, this is scary, man. And 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 you, you your heart breaks for these characters, man. And yeah. uh, talking about in the mood, do you know what I'm in the mood for? I know what you're in the mood for. Because <laughs> we're coming up on that time. It's that time, baby. <laughs> it is that time. Guys, like honestly, this has been an absolute blast just nerding out about these movies with you all you both are truly cinephiles like 100%. oh i wasn't kidding when, I, yeah. when we were gonna they do were this never, never able to prove anything but, <laughs> but he's a registered cinephile <laughs> it reminds me of the scene in uh always sunny in philadelphia you know i'm a i'm a full-on rapist but, sorry what you know like a guy like, does a lot of good things i'm full-on rapist she's a philanthropist <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. We're gonna talk all day if we keep talking, yeah. but we need to get into some trivia. We need oh, to damn. get into some trivia. All right, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Trivia. All right, so Owen, you want to explain to them how we do this? Do I need to explain to them or do I need to explain to you, Brandon? Oh, whatever. <laughs> so if you listen to the last episode, you're going to hear two different scores from the last episode to now because Brandon and I have realized we're coming up on the holidays and might need some episodes in the bank. So we did yeah. yesterday do a podcast all about Bat – or sorry, not Batman movies, Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. movies. We, we got a couple episodes that are a little bit bank. out of order. Yeah. But so, hey, man, that's, that's – uh, After that episode, Brando, you started with a three-point lead or two-point lead two on Two-point lead. Oh, yeah. And then I brought it down to one-point lead. Oh, so, Brando, okay. you're at 42 and I'm at 41. All right. All so, right. we're going to ask each one of you to ask us a question. I will count down from three to one, Okay. And then Brando and I will answer at the same time. Whoever is the the guest, whichever one of you is not a asking the question, you are welcome to chime in. But please wait for Brando and I to answer, because <laughs> yeah. I have a feeling you two are going to know every single answer. Brando <laughs> oh, and I yes. aren't. Oh yes. So uh, well, feel I, free to chime in just for nerd cred. I so, told them, and I know what's going to happen in this trivia section. I told them I was like, hey. Uh, it doesn't matter how hard the questions are. All that matters is that they're interesting. Mm -hmm. And I know that you guys have taken that to be like, oh, we're going to ask some hard right. ass questions. Well, um, <laughs> who would like to go first? So that's an easy one. Yeah. Robbie. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, because I knew one, Keith has a terrible memory and two, he just wouldn't do it. I wrote all the questions. Down. <laughs> he knows me so well. He's my good little musha. Uh, <laughs> Wait, so, so how sweet of him. I have no question. Robbie, you can just pass me the phone halfway through if I want to do that. <laughs> we can do that. But. 
Wait, are you serious? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. I, I literally right. forgot everything and then didn't do it. And then he showed up today. I was like, hey, I took care of the trivia for you because I knew you would forget and not do it. God, that's so awesome. You guys are the most adorable couple ever. Yeah. Literally, we... Uh... All right, Robbie, give us question number one. Okay. Yeah, let's, do, let's do this, baby. All right, uh, I'll try and start out with something easy. I'm going to have to adjust a little bit because a couple of the questions figure around the Amityville Horror, which we ended up nixing off the list. Um, I mean, you can still ask them. Okay, yeah. sure. Fuck it. If you got it, ask it. Whatever you need, baby. Okay. What is the name of the former caretaker of the Overlook Hotel, Overlook Hotel who murdered his family? The former. Oh, oh I know this one. Caretaker. <laughs> you do. I do know this one. Oh man! All right, that's a good. You question. ready? Uh, uh, yeah. Three, two, one. Abraham Lincoln. Brady. Ooh, close. What did you say? Brady. Grady. 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 Ah. I was, I was. I was. I was close. We were both close. Yeah. We'll, we'll no, give... you were not close. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll give it to Owen on that one. All right. Cool. Sweet. Yeah. Right. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I didn't I, know it all, man. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I, was I thought like... it was, I remember hearing Brady because I thought it was really funny that I yeah. thought they were doing a whole Does he show play on in the Brady movie? Bunch. No, yeah. the, the, the. Yes. It's a dude yeah. that spills the liqueur on him yeah. and goes into the bathroom with him. Didn't That's... you used to be the caretaker? Yeah. Sir, I've always seen been you the caretaker. Before. Yeah. yeah. Delbert Grady. Was Delbert, the yep. Delbert yeah. Grady, yeah. Oh, good one. Okay. All right. What is the name of the strange herb used to prepare rosemary for her satanic pre- pregnancy? The strange herb. Okay, oh, this bro, is you want to hurry up. Yeah. I think I, uh, You know it, Keith? I do. Oh. I think I know this. I I'm going to be I'm now, this probably going to be milkshake. off again. They gave her a milkshake for the pregnancy. This is something else though. No, there's a, a specific herb that uh the doctor prescribes her. Oh. Yeah. Uh okay. Uh yeah, I know what it is. Okay, three, two, one. The blue vibranium flower. No, it's it's tanner. <laughs> so close, tannis root. Tannis. Oh, Keith has it. Yeah. Now that's a real thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's also it's called, it's called the devil's root. Devil's pepper. Devil's pepper. There oh. we go. See, I'm they, so w- close. They wore it in like, like the bell thing there. around the neck. It smelled. Yeah. Oh, so I think they also prepared it in the shakes or and medicines. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, does yeah. that have some? Uh, does I wonder if that has some kind of real life kind of lore or something attached I, to I, it? I have you no know, idea. probably lore. I don't it's know. It's like some DMT or something. Yeah. But this this is fun. Keith has just as strong of a chance as answering these questions as you do. That one surprised me. Here we go. Tannis root is a fictional mysterious herb used by oh, devil word? worshippers in Rosemary's Baby. Oh, oh, it was made up for the movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. All, All right. right. All right. Question number three. I'm feeling I'm feeling good about this one. I'm gonna get this one. All I right. know it. Yeah. What is the name of the hotel the shining is based off of? Oh, I do know this one, but I can't oh my god. I forgot that it's based off a hotel. I do. Oh my gosh! I know I've heard the like podcast episodes about the real hotel, and it's actually some spooky stuff that happens in real life yeah. in the real yeah. hotel. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. Oh no, I do know it. Do you know it, Keith? No, I do. <laughs> it's in my. I don't head. even know I what the shining is. It. Yeah. <laughs> it is the Colorado's Holiday Inn Express. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, go for okay. it. Is it? 
It is the Stanley Hotel. Oh, the oh, Stanley! God, I knew that one. What the hell is a hotel? <laughs> <laughs> is that like an Airbnb? Yeah. <laughs> Question number four. All right, all right. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. What is the name of the psychoactress Janet Lee's daughter? Oh, Janet Lee's daughter. Oh, I know this one. I. Yep, I got it. I, I know this one. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to take I, I think I know. I'm going to okay. I'm going to give an answer. All right, 3 2 1. Jamie Bruce. Lee Curtis. He's correct. Whoa! I, I really didn't know. That's why I just said Lee. Bruce. That's what the Lee. Lee. The name association, yeah, so I said right? Bruce. Bruce the Lee. daughter of Janet Lee and Tony Curtis. Yeah, Janet oh, Jamie nice. Lee Curtis. I did not know that. That's, right. that's pretty cool. So she's she's got a like a, a The how the funny fact, yeah. the Halloween series Borrows several names from Psycho, including Dr. Samuel Loomis. All right. Ooh. Dang. Okay. That is some good stuff. How many of these do you have? Do you have enough for- I have, I have 10. Okay. That's okay, perfect. Sweet. That's perfect. Keep going. Right. Where are we at? Number four. Five? We're one and one. We're one and one. one. I think it's five. This will be question number five, right? All right. Yeah. Question five. All right. Cool. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling good. All right. This one does include the Amityville Horror. Okay. So yeah. Well, yeah, That's cool. Question number five: Which of the mo- or five movie franchises has the most movies counting remakes and TV miniseries? Ooh. Remakes and TV miniseries. Well, it's it's weird because oh no, I'm not. I'm gonna tell the story. I'm not. I'm not counting TV series. Wait, which okay, one so Bates, has the most? Bates Motel is not it. Okay, that's I would cool. Okay, well, you're saying which one has the most well, that's remakes? That's a prequel, yeah. not really a, a remake. So yeah, yeah that, that's where it fits. Or oh, or like related, right? Yeah, not yeah. yeah. Oh, and we're not, and sequels? Are we con- considering sequels? Sequels and remakes. Sequels and remakes. Dude, that's TV tough. TV miniseries are included. So the movies that are in this are The Amityville Horror, Psycho, The Exorcist, Rosemary's Baby, and The Shining. The thing is not in there. Okay. I think I know this one. I think I know also. All right. Three, two, one. The Exorcist. No. Neither one of us? Nope. Oh. Keith? Well, Keith knows it. Yeah, we talked about it earlier. Amityville Horror with a whopping 26. What? What? 26 adaptations? Trash-ass movie. (laughs) Hey, hey, hey. So here's the funny thing. I typed in Amityville Horror. Yeah. And I hit just play on the first movie that popped up on Amazon. (laughs) And all of a sudden, Ryan Reynolds is shirtless. (laughs) Well, Amityville Horror. I'm not complaining. So now that is a little bit hard to track because most of those movies like just reference the original as opposed to being oh, okay. actual sequels. It gotcha. is well that's one of the Ed and Lorraine Well Lorraine... I um, I did not include like the conjuring in that. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean like it is super famous. Yeah. You know, it's from their case files right. and next so, next yeah. question. So yeah. well uh Amityville Horror with the 26, second is Psycho with 6. Oh wow. With 6. Third <laughs> is the second. The third is Exorcist with 5. And Rosemary's Baby and The Shining are tied with three. Cool. Wow. I'm going to give myself a point because I was closest. No, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> go ahead. I was, gonna, I, was like, I was like, yeah, sure. You know, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm go for it, man. Yeah. <laughs> Whose line is it anyways? Yeah. Whoever's closest without going over. <laughs> All right. Which of the films, uh, and we can, Amityville Horrors in this as well. Which Wait, am f- I not going to take the back half of these? Sure, why not? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pass oh, the phone. yeah. Pass the phone. Pass let's, the phone. Let's do, oh, let's do okay. it. Oh, okay. Um, are the answers in there too? <laughs> I haven't been going in order. <laughs> oh, 
Well, that's all right. I'll find. I haven't been listening, so just tell me if I repeat one. <laughs> <laughs> it is formatted a little weird because Apple Notes is terrible. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Bring it to us, Keith. Oh, here's a fun one. Which of the five films, same five as the last question, um, has the highest and lowest Rotten Tomatoes score? Just looking for the highest and lowest. Amityville Horror is included. Yeah, so two Ooh. movie titles, first highest, second lowest. Uh, okay, I, th- I, I think I know this one. Ooh. I always say that before I answer, but... Quick clue. Well, that's tough. Highest is tied. That's, okay, highest and lowest. Okay. That's tough, man. Which of the... So you're thinking like Psycho, The Exorcist... Rosemary's Baby, The Shining. Okay. Amityville Horror. Amityville, Amityville Horror. Horror. Okay. Man. Well, Amityville Horror's got 26 to choose from. Yeah. I feel like that's a safe <laughs> bet. <laughs> yes. But I'm not I'm, I'm not going to say Amityville Horror. So. I'm... Ready? I... Yeah. Three, two, one. The Exorcist. For which one? Yeah. It, you have two titles. So you have highest and lowest. Oh, I thought you meant the like of all the iterations. Oh, they I, yeah, that's what I thought. No, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. Of of all of the of the five films in the category, which franchise I, I think or the which Exorcist film probably has the highest. highest. Yeah. I'm gonna say Exorcist is highest as well. Yeah. Um I think that's correct. Sorry, I got logged out of the phone. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's tied. It's tied. It's tied. So the top are uh uh, no, it's not Exorcist. It's Rosemary's Baby and Psycho. Wow. All right. Ty, they have 96%, I believe. Yes. So wow. the lowest? However. Those are uh, both highest. Those however, are tied for highest. Um, Rose, er, Rosemary's Baby has 72 votes versus Psycho's 103. So, wow. Wow. Yeah. So the lowest, I would say, do you want to do a countdown for which franchise has the lowest? Lowest scores? I, I have a. I have an idea. Oh, yeah. Hold on, let me let me relook at the the movie list here. Yeah, Psycho, The Exorcist, Amityville Horror, Rosemary's Baby, The Shining. And we, we left out the thing of, for this question. Correct. Uh, yeah. Oh, I because did, you forgot we were yes, going to talk did, about today. I did not yeah. know we were even potentially discussing the thing. Well, we didn't even talk about it. Anyway, All right. Wait. So. so, Psycho. Okay. So we said Psycho and Rosemary's Baby. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. Here we go. Three, two, one. Amityville Psycho. Horror. Psycho. Amityville Horror is correct. What? Wow, Brandon, Psycho. Psycho was, was first. Was first. Right. How would it? It was the highest score. How could it also have the lowest score? I thought it also did. There's been some terrible sequels to Psycho. No, but only the ones they, they we watched. Iteration, not iterations, not iterations. Only oh, the oh, originals. Oh, yeah. oh, geez, I'm confused. I'm sorry. Yeah. How? In your defense, though, there is a Psycho with Vince Vaughn. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. what I was thinking. I, okay. I, will, I was like, dude, that franchise say, has got some stinkers. Man. I understand. I will I understand. Say yeah. Psychos two, Psycho two, not Psychos two. There's not two, Psychos. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> two Psych two Co's. Yeah. <laughs> Psycho two too is furious. Actually, <laughs> Psycho two is actually pretty good. All right. Oh, okay. So well, that's keep, just like The yeah. Exorcist three. That's keep, actually that's a good movie. Keep moving All along right. here. Um, <laughs> What famous graphic designer created the opening title sequence for Psycho as well as many other Hitchcock films? Graphic de- uh oh, I know who it is. Yeah. I don't know. So uh it's a uh, Campbell Soup dude. He was you're thinking of Andy Warhol. He was not a graphic designer <laughs> and that was not him. Uh, oh, uh, I'm totally yeah, wrong. I, I I literally um Keith knows that. uh Todd McFarlane. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. He's very old. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who was it? 
I believe it was Saul Bass, uh, kind of the father of motion graphics with those with Vertigo and nice. um, oh shit, Saul yeah. Bass wow. is correct. I think it's pronounced Salman. You're thinking. Salman You're thinking Rushdie. of salmon. You're thinking of Salman Rushdie. Yeah. <laughs> he was also not a graphic King designer. Solomon. Salman. All right. All right. Number whatever the hell this is. I'll go until I run out of questions. <laughs> How about we do two more? <laughs> okay. Because we're we are not picking up points here, yeah. man. No, all we're right. not. Okay. Uh. All right. Bring it, baby. Bring it. Number. You said two more. So this yeah, is two nine. more. Two yeah. more. All right, number nine. What is the name of the demon in The Exorcist? Oh, I know it. So I've never seen the movie, so I. I oh, that's yeah, true. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But we are talking that's about a shame. it. On the podcast, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's so stupid, too. Is it? It's, it's stupid. It's not like Beelzebub I, I is. Yeah, there are a couple of hints. One is Futurama. The second hint is I literally said it earlier. Uh, yeah, you did. Yeah. Did you? Oh. And it is an actual Sumerian demon. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that part. Yeah. I feel like all the episodes of Supernatural I've watched should be helping me right now. I wouldn't be surprised if it is in there, actually. It probably is. Yeah. Well, it's the name of Dr. Farnsworth's gargoyle in Futurama. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh. <laughs> That's funny. I didn't know that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. It's all right. Pazuzu. That is Pazuzu. correct. That's, yeah, yeah, Pazuzu. Pazuzu. Which is, so a lot of people think like she was supposedly possessed by the devil and all that stuff, but it was supposed to be like the Sumerian god. This, this is basically demon that was demon, worshipped yeah. He's god, the demon, yeah. Sumerian demon of famine or something yeah. oh, like wow. that. Yeah. It's such a cute name. It, right. it is. It's Pazuzu. a silly name. Right? I, I will Pazuzu. say the white demonic faces. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I will say the white demonic faces of Pazuzu that flash in the exorcist. Some of the terror, most oh. terrifying imagery ever. That's what you yeah. said. I literally, you said like, oh, the John, you said. Said something about Pazuzu. I, was like, I have no what? Huh? Yeah. Well, I imagine hearing that word for the first time for the first time just sounds like nonsense. That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Last one, baby. We're yeah. gonna get this. We're number, gonna get this. Number ten. Yeah. Uh, you you yeah. gotta Google it. I, 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 <laughs> pulling I, I, up IMDb yeah. right now. I actually <laughs> this would, this would be number eight because I do have one question I haven't asked. All right. And I got a bonus one if it's not on here. Ooh, just off okay. the top. I want to get a Keith bonus. Yeah. Okay. All right. Number eight, then. OnlyFans.com slash Keith bonus. <laughs> it's very hot. <laughs> what what state does the Amityville horror take place in? Oh, that is a good question. And I know. I know. I know. I do know. I think I know. I think I know. I'm good to go. So here's the issue. I've been watching all the movies for Spooktober. Uh-huh. And they all take place in different states. I know. So it's like I um Yeah. I I I have a guess. Okay. I, I think I know. All right. Three, two, one, Connecticut. New Hampshire. New York. New, <gasps> New York? It takes really? place in Long Island, New, New York. York. Oh, that's right. Because so many people, they got the tourists who yep. go by and see the house. house and yep. Okay. All right. Keith quest- Bonus. Oh, well, well oh. question number 10 from Robbie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Keith Bonus. Oh, okay. How many Oscars was The Exorcist nominated for? <laughs> I don't know, man. Just throw it over. Oh. Uh, okay. I, I, I know. Yeah. All right. Three, <laughs> two, one, 666. Zero. Was nominated for ten Oscars. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, that's not surprising. Man. Winning two, and uh, it is the only horror movie to be ever nominated for an Oscar. People like to say, 
well, you got Silence of the Lambs in there. That's not a horror movie. No, yeah. Shut horror. the fuck up. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Keith bonus. All right, give me the Keith All right, bonus. the Keith bonus question. Lightning round. On whose birthday did the events of the movie Psycho begin? S- not Psycho? Yes. Not, There's not... a date on screen at the beginning of the movie. Are you thinking Rosemary's Baby? No. I am not. I think uh, like three or four of the movies, of these movies, begin with a date on screen. Okay. Yeah. Oh. It's, Some, somebody's it's, it's someone's It's one of the characters. No, the, it's someone's it's, in this room's birthday. Some, someone in this room. Uh-huh. And it's Psycho? At the beginning of well, Psycho, you don't know Psycho Owen's begins birthday. on this day. <laughs> we may have done some research. We did research. Dude, did you hear these questions? <laughs> you don't Robbie know did research. Birthday. I am so confused <laughs> right now. I clearly didn't do it. So, right. wait. It's, it's a gotcha of... question. It's my birthday. I'm uh, trying to get Brandon to remember my birthday because <laughs> he forgets it every year. It's December 6th. No. It's way off. It's December just... 11th. I, I was way so off. Not way off. Okay. Right. Not way off. <laughs> It Brando. begins on December 11th. That's my birthday. Okay. <laughs> That's all I was getting at. Well, because what is it? So Rosemary's Baby is June 28th, 1966, which is John Cusack's birthday. Oh. Oh. Yeah, that's why I thought like you were getting exact- that. Wow, so birthday. it was a I'm, relevant and interesting yeah. question. No, no, no joke. Except it wasn't. John but... <laughs> Cusack was born on June 28th, 1966. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he is Rosemary's Baby. He is baby. Rosemary. He, he's already tweeted about it. Uh, <laughs> all right. So Brando, I have an idea here. Because uh-huh. there was one question that got asked that I had pretty much zero percent chance. Of I knowing. know, I know that wasn't entirely. You, so fair. we are we both got two on this one. So that means you're ahead by one. I would like to ask a question. Okay. And uh, whoever, if you get it right, I'll give you two points. Oh, okay. If I if you get it wrong, I get two points. That way, I'm cool with that. It's even. All I'm right. cool with that. So Keith and Robbie, you guys can we are... interject? Can we steal yeah. Brandon's points? I don't want them. I just don't want him to have them. Oh uh, yes, You're very welcome to. Yes. Uh, okay. Let me. Let me. I'm going to cue this up really quick. Make sure that I I, I get it. All right. All right. All right. I, I want to. I'm. I'm ready. I am. Are you so sure about ready. this? All I right. am so ready. I want before I get into this though. I want to make sure that I am. Correct. I, oh, now you got it. I know. Oh, I'm making sure because when I did the when we did the Arnold Schwarzenegger ones, you did you did get me. Okay. Ooh. All right. Here we go. All right. In Rosemary's Baby. Oh. Okay. The doctor's name shares a name with oh. a famous character from Parks and Rec. What is the name? I know. Oh, the doctor from Park. Uh, it's at, at, at what point do we interject? When when Brando gives me an answer and it's wrong. <laughs> okay. So just, yeah, um, it, I, I will say they are spelled differently by one letter, but it's the exact same name. So it's uh, it's Doctor Leslie Nope. It is Doctor Saperstein. Saperstein. Abraham Saperstein. Abraham Saperstein. How do you remember that? Wow, bro! You stepped to the king in here today, yeah. boy. <laughs> oh. You brought Robbie in for trivia, dude. No joke, no joke to everyone. Best dude. not miss I, next time, Brandon. I'm serious. Robbie Sears knows more about movies than anyone I know, man. I mean, it's Very incredible true. the knowledge he's got in here. Ever. You guys have been awesome too. Uh, how can people find you online? Be yeah. buddies with you yeah. on the socials. Where can we be friends? They Please can't. don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> uh, Okay, I mean, you're fully aware, like, you do not need to give out your socials. Yeah, that's true. Fair enough, fair enough. However, we would love to be friends. Yeah, I don't even like that you know my first name. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Ron Swanson, (laughs) Jesus. 
yeah. So with us, you can find us on Instagram at banter and such podcast as well. You can check out the mothership, the helios network.com, which oh, will yeah. be launching soon. And of course, because I am evolving our TikTok more and more every single day to not just be about our sister podcast, but you can find us on TikTok at Hammered and Helios, which will soon be changing to something else. Heck yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Banter and Such. A Spooktober edition. (laughs) Next week, we are going to have Joko back on, which I'm very excited for. And we're going to do the classic horror. Oh, it's classic horrors. That was Classic slashers. Slashers, baby. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And we're throwing a curveball in there. Final Girls. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's, that's a, a good great one. one so. All right. Well, I'm Brando. What? <laughs> what? You guys never heard of Final Girls? No, I've heard of it. Yeah. It's so good. It's, it's a great one. It's so good. Have you watched it? No, I have not. Okay, definitely. Oh, you, watch. you need to one. see it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm Brando. So good. <laughs> and I'm Owen. And until next time, may your week be filled with BS. <laughs> October cheese, man. Oh, it's so good. I love it. I'll wait. You can. So you start it this yeah. time. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Fucking hell on. Let me let me chuck some more bourbon really quick. See, starting it's not as easy as you think. Huh? Mm. Oh, <laughs> not when you were driving home from Clarksville today and decided to practice a voice for the entire hour drive. <laughs> the car. You're driving in the car. I, and you're like, this is gonna be so fucking like cool, cool man. But it's not even that. I think about that. It's like I'm at a st- like a red light and I'm sitting there cackling, like practicing like my evil <laughs> laugh. And I'm looking around, and there's like three different cars staring at me. And they're like, this person is going insane in their car right now. I, I remember seeing an interview 
interview with Mark Hamill talking about like getting the job of voicing the Joker. Oh yeah. And he said like the entire ride to like his audition, he was just like practicing his laugh. And, like <laughs> if you've ever seen Mark Hamill do the Joker, like his oh, whole yeah. body. He like, like, yeah, he like, yeah, like gets over yeah. it and starts. Yeah. Uh, it's like his body's like a billows and he like forces yeah. out that laugh. And so he's like, I'm just sitting there on the freeway, like in traffic and just, cackling at the top of my lungs. <laughs> People are looking over like, hey, is that Luke Skywalker? <laughs> my the, God, the he fuck is he doing? Way. He looks terrible. <laughs> <laughs> just... Oh, man. How do we eat, always keep coming back to Batman? It just... I it's, know, right? It, huh, it's interesting. At all conversations lead back to Batman. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. <laughs>